is in studio and Eagle is in his nest. We'll get into the Jack Todd Twitter habits, Draymond's goading the refs during the NBA Finals, and we try to sort through the mess that is live golf. We also talked to Mo Khan of TSN 690 about the Montreal Alliance. We'll also get into this and much more on this episode of Not Sauce for Work on the Hot Sauce Sports Podcast Network. Terry Time, would you rather lose $400 or lose your wallet? Oh. I had a scare the other day where I lost my wallet at the gas station. Mm -hmm. I panicked. Within four seconds, I canceled all my cards. I went back home. The guy was waiting for me there with my all my stuff. Unscanned. So I think I'd rather lose $400 than lose my wallet. Um, I had a terrible weekend. <laughs> um, so I went to... Uh, I had to go to it was it was it, was inter, it starts with International Donut Day. It was Sunday. <laughs> oh, sorry, it was uh, it was Friday. There's a uh, day for anything, huh? So yeah, mostly food stuff. Uh, but Donut Day is very important. I love donuts. It's my single greatest dessert. I love it. Uh, I, it's the only thing I can't quit. Really? Yeah, love donuts. Donuts are good. Like a good Boston cream. Can't yeah. Go well, so like I um, I told my wife I said we need to celebrate the festivities. We didn't get them on Friday, uh, so I said I'll get them on Saturday. And I had to go pay uh, someone who had done some work at my house. I owed a balance of $400. Oh. And so I said, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to go uh, get some donuts and then I'll go pay the guy. And then uh, we'll watch a movie and we'll eat some donuts. Yeah. Uh, great night planned. Uh, go pay <laughs> for the donuts. Planning your evenings around donuts is, yeah. always, is, always, is always a very adult thing. It is, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's isn't the it? most adult you can get. Yeah, it's, it's, that's what happens when you uh, are an adult and don't have kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so... Uh, Go get the donuts at uh, Bernie Bang. Love those dudes. Not a sponsor, but delicious donuts. Bernie so Bang? Bernie Bang. Never heard of them. Yeah. They're on uh, Bernard Street. Ah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome donuts. There's a couple good donut spots over there. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a hotbed of donuts. I think it's something with the Jews. It could be. Yeah. I think I it's like I think it's like a, a like a baker the way like a big bakery thing. They're just there. really good with ovens. It could be. It could be. Um so I then go pay Welcome then, back to the studio, Terry. <laughs> I then go to pay the uh, <laughs> to pay. Idiot. I then go to pay the uh, the contractor. Yeah. And uh, as I get out of my car, the my my cards had slipped out of my wallet, and so I scooped them back into my wallet. But now the money had also slipped out, but oh. it was not on me. Ah, oh, the worst. Tear apart the car, couldn't find it. Withdraw another four hundred dollars. Ca call my wife, super angry. And I, the worst part is, if she would have lost four hundred, I wouldn't have cared. Yeah. Because it's not like it's a significant amount of money. It's not life changing. Like whatever. You'll because you're a misogynist, bro. No, no, it's just like like if anybody else, like if my brother owed me four hundred and lost it, I've been like, don't worry about it, don't, yeah, like, whatever, exactly. like I don't yeah. care. Shit happens. Um, but ah, uh, so like anyway, I I uh, go pull out the money. Next day, I'm still feeling terrible, I, and I, I had to go buy earth and some stuff for the garden, uh, at a hardware store. J just uh, steal it from your neighbor. It's I, earth. I, I tried, but his earth is terrible. Um, he clearly hasn't taken care of his garden. No. Uh, so I said, you know what? I'm going to go. I, I, I'll ask my wife to go because I, I just don't want to leave the house. I, I feel shitty about what happened. And she's telling me, no, no, you're being ridiculous. Just go. You'll feel better. So I go get the earth. And I said, I need to stop by the pharmacy. Get to the pharmacy. I have to pay for uh, what I was getting at the pharmacy. 
oh, I guess I left my wallet in the car. Pay my phone, get to the car. Wallet's not there. Bring the car home immediately. Tell my wife, can you please search? Because I'm going to lose it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set the car on fire. Yeah. Uh, which is the totally rational uh, yeah, of thing course. to do. Lose your wallet, set your car on fire. Yeah. And then... Because at least you'll have the insurance money. Exactly. Well, yeah, that's, yeah. I get my 400 bucks back. Because that's about <laughs> what the car is worth. Um, and so I, uh, <laughs> I lost both $400 and my wallet. And I spent the last two days... Because it's not only getting your cards replaced... It's that everything is auto renewed. Oh my god! So you have to You're go. You're gonna get emails and emails and emails. Oh, I, I'm trying to preempt it, so it was it like happened oh, to me. Yeah, Amazon and Netflix, Zoom, and Streamyard, <laughs> oh Netflix, every name it, all every single one of them. So the moral of the story is: if I tried to pay you and the card can the card didn't work, I apologize. There you go. And with that, it's time for the news. Terry, it's the news. Is it though? We haven't done that in person in so long. I know it's true. Yeah, it's right. When's the last time I was here? I it's still love how John Eamon was. It was supposed to be time. last yeah. week, and we all got here at different times. I was so, I was so, yeah. I mean, that was another thing. I was so proud of John when he said it too. I started laughing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I laughed on the show because yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, he, perfect. He, he nailed. Matt it, was very confused. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's a good sport, at least. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, um, I know you're fucking panicking because this thing isn't starting yet. Whatever you figured yeah, out the clock. It started, okay. <laughs> Eagle, as of now, how much time do we have? You're at 5.45. Perfect. That's a well-timed intro. Yeah. Uh, So, the NBA Finals have started. Um, We're going to get into the Jimmy Butler shot, but now that too much time has passed, we'll just talk about the games that have happened. And uh, Draymond Green goading the refs. Uh, So, Draymond's been known to have these outbursts. He has four techs already in the playoffs. Um, Good for him. the, The rules are, if you get five... You get a warning letter from the league. Oh, nice. And seven, you get suspended again. Oh, okay. So That's cool. They don't care. <laughs> um, but Draymond... Unless he just pops three off in the next three games. That'd be unbelievable. He might. And and he said something to the effect of, uh, well, no one's going to call the second technical after I have the first one. So, yeah. you know, I'm going to do my thing and get in people's faces and pull guys' shorts down and knock guys down and... Do whatever because no one's gonna throw me out of the game for just talking or exactly. being myself, you know. Exactly. And so he had a, he had a um, a separate video uh, that we're gonna watch right now where he was talking about how he's earned it in his career. Oh. Now about Draymond Green from there, the Chase Center in San Francisco. Draymond, as many times as you guys have been to the finals in the last eight years, six times, you've experienced pretty much everything. And after Game One, you said you guys were unfazed by the actual outcome. Having said that, though. Giving up 40 points in the fourth quarter on your home floor in game one, what impact did that have and how you started game two? It had a huge impact because the the 40 points was a direct impact of us giving up shots in the first quarter. I gave Al Horford a walk-in three and got him going. Derek White got a couple open ones that got him going. So we knew that we had to come out aggressive from the very start of the game, get making sure guys felt us. And then those shots later in the game, they're not so easy. You know, turnovers are one thing. Live ball turnovers are like gold to a defensive team. 18 turnovers in this game for, for Boston. You guys had 15 steals, though. <laughs> when you are getting those type of turnovers, Draymond, what does that do for you guys? Not just <laughs> yeah, getting easy good. buckets, for the, but the entire defensive scheme. 
I mean, it does a lot. Obviously, you can't get some easy buckets out of it, but more importantly, those guys know they feel you. They know you're there. You're swarming. Uh, you're not letting guys just pass the ball wherever they want. You're making them play on our terms. And so those turnovers and steals are everything. We knew we had to come out and play with force on the defensive end, and that uh, 15 steals is indicative of that. All right, so you just you said two things that stood out to me. You yeah. said they, they need to feel us, and we got to play with force. And obviously, <laughs> yeah, a lot of that burden <laughs> falls on your shoulders. We I mean, saw the funny you part, we haven't actually got to Jaylen the part Brown, which we need to get uh, to. Grant yeah. Williams, Marcus Smart. Um, was What mentality is that for you, Draymond, in a game like this where you know you couldn't fall behind 2-0? Can't fall behind 2-0. I know that falls on me, the physicality. That's my department. I have to make sure I lead in that area and everyone else will follow. So, Wanted to come out physical from the gate, make sure guys knew that that's the intensity, that's the, that's the physicality level that we need to be at in order to win in the NBA Finals. And so I just wanted to come out and lead by examples and get the guys something to follow. All right, so with that said, how concerned were you that they may have given you a second technical when you and Jalen Brown were down on the floor? Not at all. Word? Um, I mean, you are Draymond Green. Me, you said I, they treat I, you differently. I, that is, but it's the NBA Finals. And... Um, you know, I, like I said, I wear my badge of honor. It's not that I'm saying they necessarily treat me different. I've earned differential treatment, and I enjoy that. Oh, I embrace go. that. But I'm never going to let someone stand over me. I'm a man first. My kids are in the stands. I don't, I don't play by, like those type of games. And so whatever happens at that point happens. All right, fair enough. So now you even you know, the series 1-1. You, you, you got to go to Boston yeah. uh, for two games there. But it, You've been it, here so like, many times, as I mentioned before. It's like if you – like Sidney Crosby, when he first got into the league and he was like, you know, complaining all the time or whatever, he, he still complains, but like he's kind of earned the right. Sidney Crosby, right? That's Crosby, exactly. Yeah. He's kind of earned the right, you know, and it's and it's it's shitty to, that that's the way it is. But at the end of the day, and also, it's usually a lot of the same refs. They've these guys have been in the finals forever. They know how these guys are in the finals. It's just it's part of the whole thing. Like in hockey, there's so many penalties that happen that aren't called in the playoffs that are called yeah. during the regular season. So. I mean, refs know how to control the guys just so they can have an entertaining game. You know, they're yeah. not going to they're not going to take and these the guys' end, characters. We, we want to watch, of course, the the, the teams at full strength, right? Of we want to yeah. watch the, the Warriors with Draymond Green, and I remember like sticking to the NBA, like uh, Rasheed Wallace once in the finals, like someone said, like, "How are you not going to tee him up?" Yeah, and ref said to him, "Well, that's just how Rasheed talks." Like that's just how he is. Oh, like I can't. If I call a technical for that, he'll never play a basketball game. Yeah, exactly. You know, at, um, the, end, at the end of the day, fuck. It's like you can't take their character. You can't take their skill set away from them. Yeah, exactly. And and um, so that's it. He does. He does do a lot of that. I like um, Draymond Grow. And now I used to hate him. I kind of like him now. <laughs> well, look, he, he's got an anxious character, and that's part of the game. Like the team gets a boost by the way he he goes people on. He gets in people's heads. And, oh no, I meant yeah. like, I've always liked him as a player because I, that's the type of player that I like. Yeah, you know, like my favorite hockey player is. Tom Wilson, you know what I mean? Like, well, yeah. <laughs> to throw them all in there. Kachucks, Tom Wilson. I was going to say D'Angelo, but no. Ryan Reeves. Those are the types of guys. So Draymond Green fits in that category. I didn't like what he, how he was. Like, he always complained in the media. He would just always say sh the dumb shit. Well, and look, shit. now he has I'm his own podcast. Yeah, exactly. So, so like, now he, do he doesn't need to go to the media to complain. He'll just go on, yeah, turn and his mic on. And, yeah. and, and like he's us. able to say, and you can listen to him in long form. And you, yeah. and you understand his thoughts. And uh, that's the thing about Draymond Green that I like. Yeah, for yeah, sure. That I used to fucking hate. The the thing he's been defending Steph on all playoffs is um, there's a lot of media folk, Kendra Perkins famously saying, weirdly early in the playoffs saying that Steph Curry needs to win a finals MVP to prove that he's great. And then like two no. nights ago said the opposite 
that he doesn't need to do it. Yeah. But that's Perk being Perk. Uh, Kendrick Perkins is the Colin Cowherd of uh, of ESPN. Yeah, well, it's true because Colin no longer ESPN there famously. Uh, but yeah, it's um, but what I, I just found that to be a, a strange, like sticking point for a lot of people because i don't weird. even remember who wins the finals mvp most years no i mean who who is like there's there's even the nfl too like sometimes it's like the most random guys that are winning it just because well like iguodala won the one year because he was perceived as shutting down lebron also he had like a big three at some point yeah like, he, had know, big he, had he had a big shot he had a big shot and he, and he, he was the guy who, who was assigned not entirely but assigned mostly to yeah so uh, i don't to, think to guarding lebron i mean was this player like Whoever got the the finals MVP when Steph didn't get the finals MVP, was and it was Durant the other two times. Okay, I mean there you go. Yeah, and at that point, like, wh- what else can the guy do? He changed literally the way all of the NBA is. What uh, what else can he do? <laughs> like, why, why wouldn't he be considered great for winning all these championships? Like, I don't understand. Yeah, and, like and that's the, it's the thing. Like, my mind. He has the the uh, personal accolades. He he has the fact that again he changed the way all of basketball is played. Yeah, across the world. Because of the way he played the game. Yeah, I he was. I used to play like Steph Curry when I was in high school. Oh yes, I, I'm sure you were just as efficient as Steph Curry. Oh, definitely was. Yeah, zero yeah. percent chance. All threes. <laughs> um, I don't even know what the paint looks like. Well, yeah, so maybe so. You poutines. You were like Steph Curry. <laughs> <laughs> but so Steph um, Curry, more like it was the curry that I was putting on my food. That shows. Yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> Thanks, Mo. <laughs> Mo Khan in studio is gonna be joining us in a little bit. Mo, Mo just called me fat. Yeah. I called you P-H-A-T. Oh, thanks. Fat. Pretty hot and tempted. Fat curry. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, fat curry? Yeah. P-H-A-T curry. Oh. Yeah, so it's, 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 the thing people point to is like he, dis- he quote unquote disappears in some games, but like he also is the guy kind of player who makes the right decision. So like if he's being doubled, he'll kick it out and yeah. like other people will make shots, right? Like Iguodala, for example, when he got that, when he got that finals MVP. So I'm curious to see how that works out. Uh, Deshaun Watson has had more news breaking for him or against them rather uh the new york times article that came out yesterday um suggested that 66 he hired 66 massage therapists over 17 months who needs needs that many massages by comparison i'm hiring my second in about that much time because um you're old uh, well because the one that i normally hire has a funeral (laughs) to attend (laughs) There you go. So it's the, literally the only reason. Eagle, how many massage therapists have you had in your life? Uh, well, considering I've like gone to like spas to get yeah, spas them done, count, so yeah. it's like I don't know five total. No, but like spas don't count. It's like when you years? hire someone for massage. Oh, yeah. then like zero. Okay. I've had one, and and an osteo, one osteo, so one plus one osteo. I've had like, two in I've my had. life, and one moved. So. And now I have another one. Why do you? But need I mean, this 66? this also depends on how you're defining massage therapist. If you're talking about someone I'm comfortable taking my dick out and masturbating, it's basically mm. just my girlfriends. Mm. So, but that's oh, the thing is he, he like he's hiring the way one would hire yeah. escorts and prostitutes, right? Like that's yeah, that's the habit. And then his lawyer. We just tra- found out what Eagle does to his girlfriend. Yeah, now we know. Now we know. She has to dress up in sixty-six different outfits. Um, <laughs> but. The thing today is, you're Denise. Red. <laughs> you're John today. What? Did you hear the... Put on the outfit. Did you hear the comments by his lawyer, Rusty Harden? No. Who said With that, With a name like, like that, it's probably the well, best comment ever. There's there's no crime here. It's just a happy ending. If, oh, that guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, if I you're not paying that. for sex... He's like, don't... Well, like, a few, like, people have done it. Like, What the, are you talking about? Were these, pe- were these people... High- Did you go to a rub and tug spot? No. <laughs> yeah, no, so no. Then the, the problem is that 
you know? Here's here's the most alarming detail. Like, were you with Robert Kraft? Was he there? <laughs> was he next to you? Was he next to you? No. So you weren't in the same place. You were, yeah. You did something where the person did not want you to do did that. Not, it was not expecting that to be part of the job. Yeah. And but there was one part about the, the testimony of one of the women where she said that he whipped it out and then he ejaculated and it went all over her face. And I'm like, man, that was a far shot. Like that shot was like. From the bottom, from the floor, all the way to the ceiling. Well, or so maybe he just goes really fast, and she didn't have time to get out of the way because she was still like working on the thighs and just. That's pretty fucked up. Yeah, the uh, not just whipping it out. Like who does that? I don't know. I I keep up. And, and then imagine some guy who does that. People know that he do, they did that, and he still has a job. That's the part that's no. Well, he still has a job. There was a bidding war for his services, yeah. and he got a raise to which he got two hundred thirty million dollars, and to a team that already has a guy where uh, they paid him over as well, guaranteed. Yeah. And they structured his contract so that he would pay the minimum amount of fine if he got suspended an entire season. So here's the part I don't like about this entire story, right? Oh, the one part. The, the one part. Yeah. Well, there's only one. The 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 fact that he's now yeah. signed because up until now. I think we're on the same page if he should never play in the NFL ever again. I mean, I hope so. But clearly... He's going to. The executive team and the managers and the GMs and everything are totally fine with this. So, remember, the Browns did a full, thorough investigation full and thorough. were comfortable with the facts and what was going on and that it was time to move on. Meanwhile, the 24th person is not known to Deshaun Watson's legal team, never disclosed as a thing, essentially. So the Browns are hearing about this for the first time. In theory, that could be breach of contract in which they can void the whole thing. They won't, obviously. <laughs> um, but then there's also the aspect of the New York Times is just a journal, an investigative journalist, and yeah. they found all this stuff yeah. out. Well, because they if actually did investigate. you're the Browns and you yeah. say you did an investigation, you don't find 66 Methuses in 17 months? You don't find all these things? Really? Are you fucking kidding me? Like, what's, so the, in, what's, in, what's, the, what's the investigation they did? They did a couple Google searches. Well, they did, they, they, they asked the Deshaun, did you do it? He said, no. Like, oh, okay. Oh, fuck. Full, thorough the, investigation. We're done. By we're the done. way, the voice you heard before was Mo Khan. And he's a, he's I don't a, think they hear it. No, they heard him before. <laughs> Guaranteed. If they hear, if you hear it, they hear it. I I don't hear it. I had to take my ear off so I can hear him. Unless you're for real, I can hear him. You have your headset off. I can hear him though. No, I hear him in my headset. All right. I All can right. make him louder. Say something. Dave Chappelle skit. You know the headset skit. Right. I do hear it. Now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I that's didn't Mo hear it the first time. Mokan. Um, he'll be joining us. I th I said that also before. <laughs> Pay attention to your own show. Talking about the MTL lines and. The the uh, so the most shocking uh, part of the article that I totally didn't illegally share in our group chat yeah. was uh, the fact that the Houston Texans helped him draft an NDA about halfway through this to start presenting to masseuses. Mm. I mean, but like an NDA doesn't preclude you from, from doing what you're gonna do. Yeah, like, like it just like means the girl can't. You can't, say you can't be like in case you get murdered, your family has assigned this NDA. Like no, but if, what, if you do something illegal, an NDA doesn't protect you. But this guy sold everybody. He's like, listen, I just like to do it, man. I just like to do that, and that's it. I don't touch them or anything. And they're like, oh, you know, it's, it sounds okay. Let's make them sign an NDA so they don't tell anybody about it. Yeah. Apparently, it was delivered from a, sec a former security, a Secret Service agent of to course. him as part of their whole, like, legal security team after there were threats, essentially, brought up against him of, like, oh, I can, like, expose you or whatever it was, yeah. right? And so that's when they got the NDA for future Methuse ah. sessions, of which was done at a club that they themselves were organizing for him. So yeah, basically, they, they booked a room for him. They booked him a room and everything and give him a membership at the place. So, they, so they're they, complicit. They aided and abetted. Which is another reason why uh, 
they want they never want to settle this and they want to make it in the court because in theory if he's accused and convicted of this they can also pursue the nfl because the nfl was complicit that's fucked yeah and don't forget though he uh they're not gonna press charges right because harris county twice have said no charges will be laid down so Keep that in mind. So there. there oh, Mo has a mic. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do have a mic. From my angle, I can't really see him. So <laughs> I didn't. I thought he was just talking really loud into Eagle's mic. No. Okay. It Doof. all makes sense now. Doof. Eagle, my, my headset's barely working also. I so. mean, that's fine. This is going to be an interesting show. Um, also, uh, can we just call something out? Two more women, and then can we have a double baker's dozen? Can we start calling it that? <laughs> Um, no, well, no, we're not calling it that eagle. Speaking of, we're Baker, not calling it that eagle. Fucking speaking God, of, man. Speaking of Baker, it's three for three. Today. He's they they've excused him from minicamp, so they're gonna pay him to not play on the team. But if I'm Baker, there's a zero percent chance I'm ever playing for the Browns. No, nah, yeah, why would you? Like the, you, you, it's you, embarrassing. You, like it's you know if he puts on a Browns jersey, like just cut my balls off. He also played injured for them this season. Yeah, while not getting an extension, and then all of this happens. It's it's awful. Bad. They're gonna have to cut him. As much as I've ripped on Baker p- because of the way he is, I feel really bad for him. Like it sucks. Like at least trade the guy. You know, like yeah. give him the, like give him his is, decency. Is this the moment where Deshaun Watson gets suspended? They give Baker the starting job, and he decides to not show up for the game on Sunday. He's not taking it. There's a zero percent chance he's playing for the Browns. Yeah. I, if if he does, his agent is incompetent. Like you can't you can't get cut by a team, and then. Um, get completely completely mistreated by them, and then risk injury, to which you'll have no value. Exactly. Oh, no, You've already no, been no. injured twice. They 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 tell you you're the starter, and you say okay, cool. And then literally game one Sunday, you just, just don't show up to the stadium. Yeah, you hold out. I guess so. I would have just said no from the beginning. Yeah, I'd have been no. Trade me. They, every single day, every single I mean, media. Availability. You do that until right at the last minute where they're not going to trade you. In which case, you say yeah, yeah, okay. I, I wonder, wonder what's going on. I wonder what's his value. I wonder what's going on with that though. Like I wonder he what has no value. He has. He him, he's going to sign with Seattle. The, the only this. the only reason he has he quote unquote has no trade value is because teams know he he's going to get cut. Like Terry Terry pointed yeah. out a couple of weeks ago. Actually. Yeah. Like that's the only reason he hasn't been traded is that teams don't think they can get him for free. Exactly. So why would you trade for him if you can just throw they, money? They hold, they hold all the cards. Yeah. yeah. And Unless you pay him a base salary of, of 800000 and force the Browns to pay the difference. Too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Mo Khan with some in-depth knowledge there. We have, uh, we have an interesting situation developing now with golfers that are heading to uh, the Saudi-funded Live Golf. I have a few What the fuck is this league? It just comes out of nowhere. Starts What's giving a golf people super money. league? Yeah, I get the, it, but like... I like the name they'll live, right? 54 holes? Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what I read. But, like, that's cool. I mean, I like that. And Sand is 54 holes is, is good. It's like, yeah. it's three games. Yeah. I found four is a bit too much. It's, it's, I mean, if it's a major, I don't mind. If yeah. it's any other tournament, I don't care. But that how much are these guys getting paid? Like, now Dustin Johnson's So, gone. Dustin Johnson's rumored to get about $175 million. Um, Phil Mickelson somewhere between 100 and 200 million. What about Keimer? Like all these guys, Kevin Na. Like how much are these guys? Uh, getting? Them I don't know. I know apparently. So according but to Greg Norman, Tiger turned down a high nine-digit offer. What high nine-digit offer? A billion. Yeah. At least because they said high nine-digit. Yeah. So it's like six what? billion, perhaps. But you know what? He already has fuck you money. Like how much more money can you have? Yeah. And if he's like, no, I don't want to go to Saudi Arabia every weekend to freaking but golf. Not, so the, the tournaments are not all going to be in Saudi Arabia. But most of them are. <laughs> for now. But the other tournaments will pop up all over the oh, world. That's for sure. But, but he's still going to have to go back and forth. The guy has a lot of health problems. He's already making a ton. The, the biggest he kids. The, he's, you know, 
I, the, there's no reason why Tiger should have gone. The biggest, but a billion dollars is probably a good reason. But the biggest concern is just sort of like the the PR hit and playing in a league that essentially the Saudis are doing this to sort of make themselves look like they're not terrible in terms of again these are similar groups of people that yeah. beheaded a journalist right um, Re- recently recently and also you know uh, despite wars ha- taking place in Afghanistan and Iraq. Uh, it seems as though most of the people involved in 9-11 were, had Saudi passports, right? Yeah. Like, so, like, there there is tension between sort of U.S. and Saudi relations, and this is sort of their way to, like, I normalize mean, how they look to the rest of the world. 9-11 was an inside but job, but whatever. This is, this is what I feel... We, we can get to that another day. And we can, we can. Inside but this is, job. This is what I, what I thought about. There's a tinfoil under this hat. It, uh, yes, well, even above the hat. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was thinking about this, man. and I said, you know what, yes, there's been some stuff in Saudi that's not awesome. But also, like, we we literally started a show two weeks ago talking about children being slaughtered in schools. Yeah. And we're okay with a league that plays largely in a country where that's apparently okay. Right? Where nothing is being done to address that issue. And how much better is it? Well, they're doing I mean? like stuff now. They brought Matthew McConaughey out, so... Oh, that's true. That solves everything. Matthew that, McConaughey that, came, did a speech. Everything's going to change. <laughs> Everything. Yeah. Love Matthew McConaughey. Love his passion. Love his accent. Love, love that he gets to work with a southern accent. Love Matthew McConaughey in general. Like, good guy all around. Like, he's genuine. But, like... I stopped saying I love guys because it, 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 three days later, something terrible in the news breaks about them. I'm like, well, I guess I don't yeah, love this guy. Don't love that guy anymore. <laughs> but Matthew McConaughey... Murdered 18 people. Like, love oh. the guy. Maybe not. <laughs> but I just... I don't know. I, I just find it's all fake. It's all fucking smoke and mirrors all the time. But that's, that's Every four thing years. Is, is, um, it's frustrating because I, underst- like, I understand our issues in Saudi, but to us, they're very clear, but we're also n- neighboring country to the U.S. Like, do countries around Saudi feel that way about the PGA? That you guys are okay in a country nah, that, I doubt it. That where there's this issue with poverty. You're a developed nation with this issue yeah. with poverty, with this issue with, with the gun violence and, and all that. And I was like, no. Nah. Is this, is this a glass house situation? Am I completely off base here? No, absolutely not. You're not off base. You're, um, the only thing is, I don't think they're looking at us like, they're like, oh, but how can you do that? They're not looking down. They're like, don't be hypocrites, you know, at that point. I think yeah. that's the way they see it. But at the end of the day, I don't think they give a shit about anything we do over here well yeah like like i mean you know the the billionaires who all made their money in, in the united states like you know let's not forget elon musk's family old an emerald mine yeah like that's not clean money either right yeah. so um i just something i thought about just a different way to look at it. dustin johnson byron dechambeau patrick reed the latest to join i like initially phil's response phil mickelson's response was terrible but he basically now said i have gambling debts <laughs> As his friend Billy Walters, famed gambler, gets out of prison uh, this week, he he just announced to the world, "Look, I- I'm broke. I need more money. I lost forty million dollars in gambling That's last crazy. year." That's crazy. That's bananas. I don't even know how you like. We we get we like to gamble, right? Yeah. You're never close to losing your house and gambling, no. right? Like, how do you get to that? I guess there's an addiction component, right? <laughs> like, Fuck, man, you're always chasing at that point. It's, it seems so stressful. Oh, it's bad. Yeah, it it's seems bad. like such a stressful it's life. It's really bad. I hate every bet that I lose, even though it's most of them. Yeah. I hate it. I every, hate like, that feeling. The worst ones. How can you have that feeling that often? Oh, uh, the worst. Joining us now is Mo Khan from TSN 690, where we will talk about the Montreal Alliance. Mo, when I was in high school, I was 
one of the few kids who was really into basketball. It was like a secondary or tertiary sport, uh, whereas now it seems to be kind of growing in Canada and in Montreal especially. Uh, so is that your feeling as well? Yeah, no question. I mean, you're seeing more and more kids play basketball in, this, in the province of Quebec, male and female. And in a few weeks from now, we'll have the NBA draft and uh, Montreal North's own Ben Matherin will go top 10 projected from the University of Arizona. There you go. And that's going to be three guys from one area of Montreal, right? You have Chris Boucher, Lou Dort, and Ben Matherin going one, two. Uh, those three guys going to the NBA in the last four or five years. So there's no question the sport's growing, and, and I think the Alliance will definitely help them enhance the sport and profile of what they can be. Uh, for those three, four, five years coming up. I remember I used to like make fun of Mo because he was telling me that like basketball can survive here, and I was like, "Man, it's impossible. There's no way like, like there's not enough." You know, I'm completely wrong. Like yeah. the, the the support that well, the, that the Alliance change, have been right? getting, yeah, it's. I mean, nuts. we have the yeah. strippers for it. We it's also what? first year. It's you new. have the strippers for it. That's true. Because it seems like there's always a, a scandal or something, right? Uh, this player is at this place, James Harden this, Kevin Durant that. Like, we can do that. We can have a bunch of NBA stars going to strip clubs. Well, so what's <laughs> funny is, uh, and Mo, I'm sure you know this, is um, basketball players who play in Toronto, like, Saturday or Sunday afternoons, the visiting, like, you, you, you bet the under and you take the Raptors because, like, they go, uh, the, uh, the visiting teams go out to party in Toronto yeah, and uh, right. are not up to playing the next day. Imagine Montreal. <laughs> like Toronto well, is not the party city that Montreal is, right? There's a good story. I won't say who it was, but there was an NBA player that played here uh, when there was a the game, mm-hmm. Raptors against whoever it was, and uh, he was hungover, and he got himself kicked out of the game. And someone said to me, he doesn't want to play in this game. He wants out, and within five minutes, he got ejected. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so hungover. So that that, that is a that's that's an advantage we have. But so for for the CEBL and and for the Montreal Alliance, uh, you're you're the voice of the. Really am, right? yeah. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. Like we like we've been friends a long time. Like yeah. all of us in this room have been friends for for about a decade, if not more. Sure. Uh, you kept that as a secret. Well, how'd that all come about? Uh, so a, a year ago, when the CEBL announced that Montreal would get a franchise. I told uh, my now former colleague, Joey Alfieri, that, hey, my goal is to be the voice of this team. Why former colleague? He's at the Alouettes. Oh, full-time. Like, that's his yeah, thing. Oh, exactly. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, so he's like, yeah, man, definitely. So as we progressed along towards this fall season, that return of sport came back, and then we hit the new year, people were like, all right, reach out now. So I did. And at first, it was, you know, the classic, hey, yeah, sure, we'll keep in contact. And then they don't keep in contact. And then you kind of have to keep on knocking the door type of thing. And then... By early, late April, early May, when things are starting to roll for them, uh, got a call from the president, Annie LaRouche, and she goes, look, um, we want to offer you the job. I'm like, yeah, I'm in. Fucking right, man. And That's awesome. It wasn't anything like, hey, we need to see this or this. She knew who I was and, and recommendations and whatnot. So I'm very thankful for those who went to bat for me uh, with Annie to, to make the And your, your color guy is uh, Dwight le- Walton. Yeah, yeah, Canadian basketball legend. You know yeah, what I mean? Olympian, so, exactly. Yeah. And, and Gavin Bear as well. So when she told me I was working with Dwight Walton as my analyst and Gavin Bear's asylum report, I was like, hey, I work with both. She had no idea that I did. And I said, hey, I know them very well. I have a report with, all, with both of them, so there's going to be no hiccups doing this broadcast. For them. I, uh, when I saw Dwight's name when you put on your post, yes. I didn't know who the broadcast team was yet, right? So I saw your post, and it announced you and Dwight. And, and uh, I had this 
permanent smile on my face and I had this Obi-Wan Kenobi moment like that's a name I have not heard in a long time. I was just <laughs> really happy to hear him uh, doing stuff for for the Alliance. It's super cool. Mo, what's the environment like at Lions game so far? Uh, very good. I mean, uh, there's been three home games. They had first game sold out. Second game, which was a midweek Tuesday night, they had about over 2,500 plus. And then the last game on Sunday with Tour de Lille in Montreal. For those who don't know, that's which a bike. paralyzes the city's yeah, yeah. bike and, and, and public exactly. public transit and everything. Yeah, which goes right literally in front of the Verdun Auditorium, which is the home court for the Alliance. Uh, had over three thousand. Right, it missed the whole chaos of traffic and all that stuff. So they've done very well with with that. And what makes it even more unique is that uh, you have fans who who aren't you know some are wearing NBA uniforms. That's fine, but a lot are wearing Alliance gear, like Alliance. Basketball jerseys, yeah. hats, T-shirts, the whole night. I looked so, for one. I looked for a jersey. I'm gonna get one if I go to the yeah, game. Yeah. So, so definitely there there is an interest, and there is fans who are rocking it. Which compared to the Alouettes, look, the Alouettes have a bigger fan base. But though the Alouette fans, I made a point last week, they're still wearing old school Alouette players, not the current day Alouettes. Yeah. Which yeah. Is, you won't. You, there's not a lot of like Vernon Adams jerseys. No, there is still Calvillo, Cahoon, uh, Jamal Richardson, yeah, and all exactly. those guys. Yeah, Green. Exactly. But I also find the, the environment. I mean, and more you can't. I know you can't say this, but I find the environment uh, at Al's games to be not enjoyable. Um, and it, it can be better, yes. And from what I've seen on on, on Instagram and, and and hearing. Well, unfortunately, the broadcast this week didn't work out <laughs> too good. I, I was going to say, Mo sounds really good on our show. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> maybe maybe Higher Eagle also is a producer. But um, the thing is, like, like from what I've seen, like especially on, on Instagram, is yeah. it looks like a great atmosphere. And that's so important to nail because, like, when you're asking people to spend their money, it's not enough to just put in a game anymore. You need to have a great environment. Yeah, there's a lot of pageantry with this. And, and you bring up social media. And before, uh, I'm going to say in the last week, they had about 4,000 followers on Instagram. Now they're close to 11,000. Amazing. And that's in the span of 10 days, right? Yeah. So so it's, they're connecting with younger demographics. And, and that's going to be Well, their key. social media has been really good. Like that's yeah. how, you know, that's how I got wind of them. And then when I heard you, then I, when I heard, uh, you were doing the play play I'm like, yeah. oh, wow, it's fucking sick. So I followed them everywhere, you know, instantly because, you know, you want to be, you want to get in on the ground up, you know, yeah. like, like at the ground zero. Yeah, that's where yeah, you want to exactly. get at. Yeah, sure. We're definitely going to plan some uh, some hot sauce outing and uh, you and I, Terry, will go to the yeah, game. Yeah, let's do Pretty it. Good times. Yeah, good yeah. Times. To put it in perspective, the Alouettes have 57,000 followers. I think the Alliance is going to catch them and beat them. Oh, I think so, too, because the Alouettes, uh, yeah. the CFL, <laughs> they've, we, Mo and I have spoken about this, and it's... Um, it's uh, they, they're starting to get a little bit better, but there's no presence. And by the way, online. like we know players in the CFL, yeah, all of us do in this room. Yeah. Um, we're not saying anything negative about the athleticism, yeah. the players. Yeah, exactly. It, playing the CFL is an incredible feat. You're you're professionally making money playing this playing sports. So that's big. Football league in North yeah. America. Yeah, it, it's it's a it's a huge pro, pro sports league. It just I, I from a presentation like. I have American friends that if they they would not be able to watch like yeah. my friends that are Georgia Bulldogs fans yeah oh like, my god yeah. I could not take them doesn't to matter Stadium, if right? you know starting offensive lineman is from Georgia doesn't matter like it's just yeah. they're not gonna watch no they, they won't be able to do it it's, it's not uh, yeah the it's just big, not what they're used the to the big end zones too I don't know I'm not a fan of that yeah it does. it's unique it's, it's a charm of the CFL right I guess yeah I mean you, you take it for what it is right it's, and it's a different yeah. product and, and well, you never 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 call that out with CFL fan they're very defensive of their product very no I'm not saying it's a bad no. But, but the, the things thing I've been defensive about most of my life are the things I've been most wrong about. No, my issue is that is that like at Percival at Percival Molson Stadium where the Owls play, like the end zone isn't a complete rectangle. 
No, because of the track. Because of the track. But, the it's, but other fields have complete rectangles. So it's not uniform across the board. That's the only thing I feel like the CFL misses out on is that they don't have like a strict guideline when it comes to that. They just kind of take what they But also you would never get. see a serious like Division One football team or NFL team with a track, with a track around exactly. the stadium, that's right? Yeah. And there's a few that have that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's, that's the, and like we, we know the finances for the CFL – it's not like they can easily build stadiums. Also, but it's like they rent that field, right? They yeah. rent They're renters. They're, yeah. they're, they don't have their own property. Yeah. That so that's another thing, too, is that they don't even have a big say in anything. Yeah. And they don't have enough money to build. And now, like I, I said it for the Great Cup last year, I went on a rant, that I there was no reason why there, any Great Cup stuff shouldn't have been um, on my timeline. Every algorithm, I follow a lot of CFL players. I follow the CFL. I follow TSN. I follow... Uh, uh, CFL on TSN, all that stuff. Follow MoCon. I should have seen something about the Great Cup. I didn't see anything about the Great Cup. Yeah, and so hopefully it gets better. It, it, it looks like it has on Twitter. It, I mean, it's like, a lot of it. It regularly happens where, as a casual, I don't know the Great Cup's happening until it's halfway through the game. Yeah, exactly. It, until it, five minutes before kickoff, where you place a bet, you know. Well, it's, it's it, and I get mad because it's too late for you to place a bet, which until, is the only way I can watch games these days. <laughs> until Chris Berman uh, covers it the week, uh, the, the, week the week after on NFL. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That great cup. That great cup. Um, how good is Dominic Green? He's he's very good. Uh, unfortunately, he had the uh, the yips in game two. So game yeah. one, he scored thirty six. Yeah, it went nuts. And then game two, he was uh, he he made some huge crucial interventions on the defensive end for for the alliance and he's been steady since then uh he, he's been phenomenal uh this alliance dna is based off of tough strong team defense yeah they got a greekster too that's right and, and gaios yeah and they transition to offense where they spread you out and they love the three-point ball that that's their calling card that's their love yeah. interest well they, 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 play, well they play a lot like sort of the modern nba they're long they they at a lot of positions they they seem to space the they don't floor. They have much size. Let's put it that way. They're not with what they have. But for for like the, it's kind of like sort of like, you know, to, to scale down to a degree. But how the Raptors have a bunch of guys who are six foot eight. Like yeah, like they they that's the new NBA where you have guys who play sort of a lot of different positions, right? And and, and right. it's about, all about spacing and shooting and and defense. And it's uh it's pretty cool. I didn't think that it's not the kind of basketball I thought we'd see immediately out the uh, like out the, out the gates with CBL. Yeah, and look, they're, they're going to have a tough run in the schedule. They have Edmonton on Wednesday night, and they go to uh, Guelph, uh, the return match on the weekend, and they have uh, Niagara coming up on the next home game, which is on the 15th of June. And that's three tough games. Mm-hmm. So if they can come away 2-1, and one, I think that's fantastic shape for them because at that point they would be 5-3 and three, and with 12 games left. Remember, it's a 20-game season, so it's not a, a marathon but an actual sprint. And I think the target number will be – at minimum, eight wins, if not ten, to get in the playoffs as a low-end seed. And they could be on their way to doing that if they can take some wins now and have no angst going towards the final five games of the year. So you think, like, okay, I mean, let's get realistic here. What are the chances I can be, like, the 13th guy on the roster? Like, just sit at the edge of the bench. Zero point zero percent. Just sit at the edge of the bench. Like, it's when was the last time you touched the basketball? Maybe, maybe courtside uh, seats you can sit on the edge of the bench, but that's about it for you. Yes, I, I don't we'll have to. Those. I don't have to play. I just want to sit there in the tracksuit. I just want the tracksuit. Zero points. We'll and just order your tracksuit. I want to be the hype guy. I want to be the hype man. You know, you can be a hype man. You yeah, that, like right? always, like the one white guy at the end of the college at the, at the end of the line in the NCAA tournament. Like always, that one white guy that just hypes everybody like a, up. A guy I hits a three, guy. and you're like, "Can I say it? Can I say it?" And yeah, they're yeah. like, "No, you can never say never it. Never say it. <laughs> do, and do not put your the that's, three that's, down." 
I always don't say I love, I love Terry's unchecked arrogance. I gotta get his mirrors in my house. Because no, I'm like, not saying I, I the last time you touched the basketballs at least a decade. No, I'm not saying that I would play. I'm <laughs> just I just want to be the hype guy on the bench. That's it. On a pro basketball team, so you earn a salary. Become a male mm, cheerleader. No, I don't want money. Oh, I like it. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> what I'm, I'll just do it. Just be a male cheerleader. Yeah, but that's it. But I want mascot. But I want to be on the bench. Like I want. You can be the mascot. He wants the tracksuit guy. I want to the uh, to the unknowing that when they look at the bench, they see me and they're like, "Oh, that guy. That guy must have a really good shot." Like they just. I want a little bit of respect for not earning it. Yeah, yeah. he'd be the uh, Greek version of Khalid Elamine, the former UConn basketball. Yes, exactly. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Good call, Mo. That's me. That's you. That's me. When's next game, Mo? Uh, they play Wednesday night against the Edmonton Stingers, the defending CEBL champions, and that is going to be an ultimate test for them. Uh, I think it'll be a good test to see where they stack up with the uh, yeah. the Blue Bloods of that of this league. And after that, they go to Guelph and then home to uh, to Niagara. And as I said before, if they can go two and one, if that's the the best case scenario, I think that's fantastic for them to be five and three at the eight game mark of the season. Well, it'd be good. It's uh, it'll be. Uh Ahead of Game Six in the NBA, which is happening next Thursday, so you have back-to-back basketball nights. Sounds pretty good to me. Absolutely. Um, Mo, you want to join us for rapid fire? Let's do it. Sure, why not? Let's do it. All right, let's go rapid fire here. Oh, we didn't even talk about J Cole. I mean, like the stars. Come I was out trying for to do a full CBL interview without mentioning. No, Jay but Cole. it's cool. like it's just to say, like the fact that he did that too. That's just gonna make Montreal go. Well, put it this way: also. it's up the ticket, ticket value yeah, for, it's for away games. It's a good, thing. great for the league. Right? Yeah, it's, it's a good thing. Profitable. Of course, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so, so I'm not I just, I, it's just like every, every I get CBL it, yeah. thing I see has to involve J Cole. I was like. Let's be the show that. But what he did is, is big. Like it's big for that league, and Absolutely. we want it's the league to succeed. Well, because Drake showed up, right? Exactly, and yeah. it helps that he and, doesn't and suck, right? Drake. Like it helps. It helps that he's good too. Yeah, Taylor Rooks too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, our first rapid fire. Hack Todd, longtime local Montreal columnist, Jack Todd, had some DMs leaked this week by either someone he was flirting with or someone who catfished him. I didn't him. see this. My guess Which is that this is oh, a catfish because this is the Twitter account right now. Oh, that's a shame. But NHL pictures. Pictures. NHL pictures. But what was the t- what was the conversation? It was, uh, co- it was basically about how Jack Todd was flirting with someone's wife, even though himself is married, and it was a whole back and forth about like, ooh, and there, it was, there was pictures of her, her under region with parts of it blo- blacked out for the Twitter. Um, as well as a percentage of horniness. Yeah, and, and the conversation works. centered around the percentage of horniness. Like, how horny are you now? And, and one would be like 70. Oh. So I tweeted, and I, I wondered how close the metrics were to true shooting. And oh. Jack Todd has yet to get back to me. I think I'm constantly 40% horny. Yeah. I mean, minimum. True shooting? Minimum. I had yeah. no idea about this until you had told me this off air. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. I just like, I, so I don't have an issue with Jack Todd specifically. I have an issue He's with that type of columnist who's always preaching from above the, the super moral. Negative like, Nancy. Yeah, can do no wrong. Yeah, yeah. And, and really coming down on players and guys don't have courage yeah. and these guys are bad character. Very matter of fact. The guy who's saying players have bad character. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. Anyway. Jack like Todd. when it happens to those guys. <laughs> Jack Todd. We'll miss him. We'll miss him. Hack Todd. Hack Todd. All right. Next. Sexy time. Miami Heat executive Pat Riley had an interesting exchange during his yearly media availability when he was asked about the direction of the team. Why is there no sound? Oh, that's Eagles. the factors going to that type of decision. I run it back with my wife every week. <laughs> What does the wife have to do with it? 
I run it back with my wife every week. When you're trying to decide <laughs> on whether to run it back or uh, if the I, team I, needs I, changes to kind of invigorate the roster, what type of factors go into that type of decision? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I run it back with my wife every week. Love it. <laughs> He's in great shape, by the way. He is, man. Yeah. One of the one of the good ones. He, he also, in the same media availability, told the journalist that he could do more push-ups than all of them. He's one of the good ones, for sure. That guy. I, uh, I don't have uh, sports idols, per se, but... I always had these like coaches I like dreamt that I could play for when mm-hmm. I was when I was a kid. And Pat Riley was that for me. Like when yeah. I was playing basketball, I always wanted to be a Pat Riley guy. Like I would. Fin- this is gonna be hard Bill to believe. Parcells I would finish high school, yeah, and run Parcells. a 5K, then go shoot hoops, then go home to do my homework and, <laughs> and have dinner. Like th- because I was so obsessed with like the, the insane condition. You wanted to be the 13th Riley. guy on the yeah. I want to be the 13th yeah. guy in the mix. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which actually I had a better chance than the Alliance. Oh yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> All right, next. A2 Rejean, Montreal Canadiens goaltender Carey Price won the bill, and I'm going to read this the way you've written it. Thanks. Matterin, but it's actually Masterton. Because it matters. Everybody's Uh, getting so mad. uh, For perseverance. Um, This was no thanks to many of our local journalists who did not support him with people from the Journal de Montréal, La Presse, etc., all not putting him in their top three ballots. I mean, listen, and and Mo Mo Khan might shine a little more light on this, but I don't think that anybody is obligated to vote for the home team. No, like but why? It, but what defeats the whole purpose? But of what's the, vote the reason? But what's point? the reason that he's kept off the ballot? Right, like it's he's a very kept off the ballot. He won. They but why did they not vote? For why him? didn't vote for him? When when all of the other media recognizes the perseverance and and a what it took for him to have that cup run last year and then go through the the, the challenges he went through this season. Because um, if his name was Mark Andre Fleury, you think they would have voted for him? That's the implication I'm making. It's the implication, but like until like, that's what I'm saying is that we there's. We can't prove anything. Of course not, but it's but like I don't I don't see no one's made an argument other than well I can vote for whoever I want. Is is this thing I keep hearing, but I don't hear an actual rationale as to why not. It's weird because you know not to say the Canadians, but in general for those who the ones I've worked with, uh, some have a weird vendetta against certain athletes. In, In the case of Carey Price, I've always said this publicly on air on TSN Radio that you know whenever he does a media session with with the locals. He'll say maybe 20 words for like 30 questions. So a lot of people get turned off by saying, well, we wait for you for X amount of months, weeks, days, weeks, months, whatever it is. And when we finally get a hold of you, you don't say much. And people are like, well, bleep him. I'm not going to. But not all know. players are expressive, right? No, like, no, they're not. It's not his personality. But this, it's not but like he's going somewhere else to say a bunch right. of words. I think in the last year, because of, of the cup run last summer and then. The the, the uh, very suspicious knee injury rehab was yeah. delayed and and people weren't talking about it and people were saying well why isn't Kerry talking and people requested for him to talk and speak to the media which he wouldn't do so th- there's that weird way of people holding that vendetta against you know Kerry Price that well bleep him I'm not gonna vote for the guy because he didn't want to talk to us so it does happen yeah persevere through the media availability Kerry <laughs> yeah yeah. All right, next. Uh, not all colors of the rainbow. Several Tampa Bay uh, Ray players did not participate in the Rays' scheduled Pride Night by refusing to wear specific caps and additional logos meant to support the LGBTQ+. There's also two S, I think, also built in there. Uh, community. It has been reported that the reasons related to the players' faith, um, and I believe a few people were asked about it, and they said that they support everyone, but that they but they don't did, support them. But also. they don't support them. Yeah. No, yeah. what they said was they support everybody, but they don't they don't support their lifestyle apparently because of no, religious reasons. Yeah, they don't condone. Not I don't. Want, what was the word he used? 
It was very carefully crafted. I read the same. Yeah, statement. and yeah. it was like as a Christian, was a Christian supposed to accept everybody? One was gonna say. Yeah. I read that book. Two, yeah. <laughs> Two. I don't think that they should be obligated or shunned. It's just that why come out with this whole statement? Like your statement was already enough. Like, well, they do know that the Tampa was called a devil race back in the day, right? It's wow. true, but they, they had no issue playing for them. No, <laughs> that, why would right? you when they pay you? Yeah, it's. I, I I look. The thing is, I and and I keep seeing the 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 straw man argument of like, why? Because a logo is going to change anything? No, it's not about that. It's just showing support for people. It's a kind gesture. It's a gesture of kindness. That's all it is. You don't have to have the same beliefs. You could just say, "Hey, those are your beliefs, and we support your right to have those beliefs." That's it. Because otherwise, you're saying you don't support their right to to yeah. to to have that lifestyle. You're saying you don't support their right to have these beliefs. It doesn't mean you have to change yours. You just have to be supportive of others. That's all. It if you're so mad about other people living their life the way they want to, then why? I don't know. You need you need help. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's okay. Nobody's watching the race anyway. <laughs> <laughs> There's more people at the Alliance game. There's more people at yeah. Pride Parades. Uh, and more people that at too. the Alliance game than the Oakland A's as well. That too. Yeah. yeah. And our last one, infrequent Fault Flyers Club. Former NHL player Ryan Whitney took to social media to it. voice his displeasure with Toronto Pearson International it. Airport. I'm such a Whitney fan. You have no idea. He's so funny. Hey, guys. Wait here. I don't even really know where to explain. So for people telling me to drive, I can't drive. They have my bags, they won't give them back. So I had Edmonton to Toronto yesterday. I landed around three. I then had Toronto to Boston at 8.30. Customs was about three hours, got through, flight canceled from Toronto to Boston. All right, at this point now, I go and I see there is a 400 person line with two Air Canada workers. There's a million canceled flights, so everyone's just panicking. So I waited in that line about six hours. At near the end of the line, by the way, you know how much my feet hurt? <laughs> near the end of the line, they closed it. They just said, oh, you have to go somewhere else. We had to re-enter Canada. We had to go through Canadian customs. So by the time I finally see someone from Air Canada, it's 1 a.m. Yeah, I've been I said, can I just get my bags? I had a ride to Buffalo all set up. And I had a JetBlue really? flight from Buffalo. I just need to get out of this country, airport. out of this airport. This is the worst airport the on earth. I'm telling you, there's no other airport like this. Like, at one point, he's like, the worst So they say, no, 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 you can't have your bags. You, you, your bags are already like in the middle of no man's land. You can't have your bags. So we have a 8.50 flight for you from Toronto to Boston for this morning. This is, last, this is at 1 a.m. Okay, I be here at 5 a.m., they said. So I got here at 4.55, I wanted to be five minutes early. So I wanted to be three hours and 55 minutes early. I get here, this woman says, oh, we booked you actually on a flight from here to Montreal and then Montreal to Boston, but that leaves in 50 minutes and you can't make it. They never sent me an email. They just, I, I, I started laughing, I mean, what, do you, what do you do? It was either that or like cry. So now I'm on a, so now I'm on a, a, a 10 a.m., but there's nobody really around the gate. Um, yeah, I'm just so, I'm so in shock at this place. It is the disgrace. Sorry, go. No worries. So what they do is for international flights coming in from outside of Canada, you have to go claim your blags. Your blags? blags. Sorry, your blags. Professional your communicator, Mocha. Sorry. <laughs> Dry air in here. Uh, claim your bags. Resubmit it with whoever you're flying as your connecting flight in Canada. 
So when I landed down in Toronto, I had to go get my bags, go to the Air Transat counter. Hey, need to submit my bags again. Once you do that, then you have to go through custom securities oh again. Oh, my God. So you have to go through all that just to get back onto your flight. Same thing if you take duty-free and you have to transfer through Toronto and everything. You literally have to check whatever you got duty-free. You can't yeah. bring it back through security. It's the stupidest fucking system. Ugh, fucking so airlines, I, I, always, I, I always find it a little uh, poor taste when like celebrities use their their sort of social media power to like put down like company or whatever because – you know what? Like these things sort of happen. That said, it is the worst airport. It's yes. terrible. It's not in Toronto. Also, it's in Mississauga. It's in the middle of nowhere. Um, <laughs> yeah, the I had a, I had an overnight flight where we were told they would bring us because we were flying into Pearson and flying out of Billy Bishop, which is in Toronto. And they said that they had a shuttle. We land. They're like, oh well, but the shuttle stopped running an hour ago. Like, but when we booked it, you said there was a shuttle. I'm like, yeah. And then I was like, okay, well, can we, there's somewhere we can stay? Like, no, the airport closes for like two hours. I was like, so wh- what? <laughs> and then I couldn't wait for the morning shuttle. The <laughs> airport then, closes for two hours? Yeah, it was, it was, it was so what weird. What kind of an airport closes? Um, Dorval also closes, by the way. Yeah, because uh, it's, <laughs> it's a residential yeah, area. It's a suburban area. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. That, makes, that makes And, and so I, I was infuriated. I had to pay like a, an $80 Uber <laughs> to get to Toronto. Um, then we're like, whatever, we'll stay out and have a couple of drinks. But by this point, it's 1 a.m. in Toronto and everything's closing. Yeah. And we ended up booking a hotel to sleep for like four hours. Like probably what Ryan Whitney did to, to then catch his next flight. Fuck if you can't, I've, I've since flown to the States to fly back into Canada. I, I will do anything it takes to avoid Mississauga Pearson Airport. The worst. Yeah. yeah. Fuck and that's it, boys. Drive this is it for the show. Uh, thank you, Terry, for everything we've done. It's nice to see you in studio, man. It, it is, it is, it is. My it headsets is. are dying. I can barely hear anything, but My still. It's so dry from that tobacco uh, over overdose I just had. Yeah. Oh, Eagle, man. please find a way to cut out the overdose. Um, no, keep it in, keep it in. Eagle, thank you in advance <laughs> for the editing. <laughs> Mo, thanks for joining us in the studio, buddy. That was awesome. Uh, so I want to thank everyone for uh, liking, subscribing. Uh, rating, reviewing, doing all that good stuff. Uh, if you have not yet done so, uh, please do so. For those who have, thank you so much. And most of all, thank you all for letting me be myself. You've been listening to Hot Sauce Sports. Hot Sauce Sports.